So this podcast is sponsored by the Avalon Bar. They are a pub on Kent Road in Glasgow, 21A. A local business owned by a friend that have started as a new pub and we're all struggling right now. So it's a good pub that's reopened. They've got some fast, fantastic nights and some cheap drinks. So go and support a local business. Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. It is very much appreciated, the help and support you've shown so far. I've been off for a couple of weeks because I've been absolutely fucked with the cold, man. Since I've came back from London, I've not been right. I think that's 21 days or something. I've had two COVID tests and I've just been fucked. So I appreciated that you've waited a wee bit longer for me to start the podcast back, is that all right, Paul? Of course, mate, of course. So, did you have Novid? What's Novid? Like Covid, but no Covid. All right, so that's like a hipster, a hipster term for it. Just like I said, poddy instead of podcast before we started. <laughs> I caught myself saying, um, Paul, are we about to start the poddy? And I actually made myself fucking sick. So I have just got the cold, mate. Self-isolating for two years, washing my home, taking vitamins, and then um, it's just fucked us. But everybody's got it, haven't they? Aye, mate. Aye, mate. Jink, it's a lack of immunity, or like, would you think, is it because you're double-vaxxed? Peace and jam for the immune system. He'll be buzzing the new one, eh? Told you we're all going to get the cold. That's what you get. He's <laughs> from... Who's from, that? Have you know... <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what that is. No, I just look like I'm having a mental breakdown. It's funny, but I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All these anti-maskers and anti-vaccine people went down to Glasgow Green at the very start of the pandemic, like probably even before the lockdown. And this guy was standing in the middle of the Glasgow Green, and he was saying how masks are a lot of shit. But right. he was basically like, what happened to when I was a wee boy when you went outside and you have a piece of jam and there's dirt on the piece and you eat the piece, then the dirt's in your belly for the immune system. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of jam for your immune system. I like that's a wee bit different, mate, when it comes to viruses and like people with cancer and stuff. Like, I think you need more than a piece of jam. I maybe <laughs> maybe mate, but off oh, man, these cunts are fucking off on that. I mean, I seen somebody sharing a my immune system will take care of it, and it's like there's a couple of million people would probably argue with that. Fuck's sake, like, <laughs> chill the fuck out. Like, go and get your fucking vaccine, your fucking nugget. But... Yeah, you don't even look like you can wipe your ass, mate. Never mind your immune system's <laughs> fucking healthy. Imagine going to the doctors and saying, "Doctor, I've got a lump. I found a lump in my neck," and do you know what? It's not feeling that good. I'm kind of scared. Just have a piece of jam, fuck's sake. Get the fucking bread out, get the jam in a bit and just eat the jam. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I have realised that I've probably got health anxiety because I've went through... Elf? Elf anxiety? Did I say elf? Like I'm a cockney? I'll, I'll listen to that back, but it sounded like you said elf anxiety is like an anxiety about elves, which it... 
moving towards Christmas, I would understand, has been triggered. But did you mean health things? <laughs> Can you not mention Christmas? I find that offensive. <laughs> actually, I find that really offensive. I just sounded like a orc for Lord of the Rings. Elf and Jai. Oh, shit, man, you can edit that out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a fucking Lord of the Rings joke. That's staying in. So how have you been since the last time I seen you? Been all right, mate. I've been tired. See, this time of year, I just want to stay in my fucking bed, man. I mean, fuck knows what the weather will be like when you put this out, but it's fucking honking out the other day, it's man. It's honking a shite. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You're fucking <laughs> swimming down the other day, man. That's the name of the podcast. Honking a shite. <laughs> Absolutely honking a shite. I had to get my cousin to give me a lift in the day because I couldn't get a taxi. What the fuck is happening to Glasgow, man? It's like Mad Max. <laughs> Maybe not that bad, but <laughs> but no, there's a hundred percent like a taxi crisis happening. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck the rats and fuck the little. Like I can't get an Uber down to my mates for a fucking a bevy. But I what the fuck is going on, mate? I don't know. Aye, Glasgow's not looking that good right now, isn't there? I mean, this COP twenty six, man. Uh, I seen one of my pals, Ravy Davy, the Scottish wrestler. Very funny guy, man. He's an up and coming wrestler, right? He's big on TikTok, and uh, he just does random shit, like he'll noise up buskers and stuff. A bit shite doing that, but he's like... <laughs> does uh, he kick the homeless as well? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Greta's coming to Glasgow, how much do you want to dare me that I'm going to get her in a TikTok? I'm like, mate, you're going to get assassinated. <laughs> like, don't go anywhere near her with your phone. Aye, surely she's got a pure entourage of security fucking taking care of her, man. Oh, aye. You'd be wrapped up in a carpet in the back of a van before you know it. Aye, mate. Tell me to stay away, man. Fuck that. She's um she's planning on going to a protest or two, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That'll, be, that'll pro- be interesting. The protest is going to be crazy, isn't it? It's like, supposedly, it's like 100,000 people or something. Aye, no doubt, mate. No doubt. I mean, everybody's here apart from the Queen. Aye. She might be dying, but I can only hope. You awful <laughs> bastard. <laughs> no, fuck her, the old bastard, man. I hate her. <laughs> Well, she's had a good uh, shift, didn't she? What is she, 95? She's had a good innings. Aye. She's had a good innings. She's had a, she's had a privileged life, that's for fucking Aye. sure. But uh, how come all the royal family mm. live to their 100? Because they've been eating fox for their breakfast for fucking 80 years. Do you know that the Queen's actually a pure alcoholic? Aye. She's a proper, like... Well, it... Pff, she does need drink to excess, but she drinks every day. I don't uh, know if you would class, would you class that as an alcoholic? She has like four or five gins a day and a glass of champagne. That's like a sort of yeah daily, would you say that's an alcoholic? Six drinks a day? Mm-hmm. I would say so, mate. Aye. I would say that's a drink problem. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There might be a difference between an alcoholic and a drink problem, but... Uh, I mean, I read that somewhere, her routine, she has her breakfast, then a gin, or lunch, then like a gin, but that's crazy. Do you think she pulls them out herself? Does she fuck, mate? No chance, man. So she gets somebody else to get? Um, Mate, she'll have somebody helping her in her fucking bath, up and down for the bog, mate. It's mad to think that she's probably never had a Greg's. Ain't it, but <laughs> or she's never like phoned an Uber Eats. I fuck me. Can you imagine if you were a fucking delivery driver <laughs> 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 and it was fucking the queen that answered the door? 
Um, I'm getting fat as fuck through Uber Eats, man. It's so easy. Addicted to it, mate. I'm addicted, mate. I can't be arsed cooking. It's fucking amazing. Uh, what are you Googling? What she drinks. So she has four cocktails and she begins drinking before lunch. Mm. So she's like intermittent fasting with her baby, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> wonder if she gets any health benefit. Um, <laughs> she celebrates her mid-morning with a glass of gin and... Uh, something on the rocks with a slice of lemon. She follows that up with a glass of wine at lunch and then a dry martini for the mid-afternoon and she has a glass of champagne before bed. So that, I mean, the Daily Mail would be after her, mate, if she was on benefits. Like, Hi. <laughs> so I wonder who's paying for her champagne? Us? Aye, all the, the blood of babies or something, that she's, whatever she's fucking selling. Um, no, she could have rented out a couple of rooms for COP26. Fucking hell. In fact, you'd need to get a train up. I forget. No, nah, she'll be getting a helicopter, mate. She'll be a private jet. Smelly bastards. Uh, the Pope's coming. <laughs> is the Pope coming? He's not coming either, is he? So well, I'm just trying to think here about a joke about the Pope know, fucking a... shooting a load. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Pope will be here, mate. So will Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and uh, Boris, and all the rest of them. I'm sure Macron and um, what's her face for Germany. They'll all be here. Like, aye. When when is it again? <laughs> it, start, it started on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> aye, mate. So how long? Do you know how long Three it's on for? Three weeks, man, bastard. So Glasgow's just going to be a shithole then, isn't it, for three weeks? Mm-hmm. That's why it's so the weather's so bad, mate, because all the demons are in Glasgow. <laughs> ah, it's like <laughs> Ghostbusters. Do you know how when all the fucking goblins come up for the drains? Uh-huh. This is this is what's happening right now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But it was nice to see some um, Glaswegian entrepreneurs try to get like a grand a day for their flats in the West End and stuff. Aye. I mean, why not? Do you know, see if it's a normal punter like you... I can understand, but see these bed and breakfast places that are like, did you see the guy that he got his room last year and then the guy got back in touch saying, look, uh, I never realised that COP26 was going to be here. I'm going to lose a lot of money. So I need to charge you like an extra £2,000. The guy tweeted it and then the Airbnb like banned the guy. Good. Which I can get, you know, that's just, mental well the guy's rooms on airbnb anyway mm-hmm. it's different if like you're saying somebody's a wee bit opportunistic and i'm gonna stick my spare room on to make a wee bit of money during cop 26 fair play to you but see if you're actually like renting it out and then you're just wanting ah, i just want a bit more money a wee Aye. bit more money it's like go and fuck yourself go and fuck yourself because like see if you got two grand that could be like a couple of months rent like and you would cover your rent instead of it just going into your back Poke it. Yeah, 100%, mate. 100%. Dirty bastards. What do you think about the, the sort of idea of them all coming here in their private jets to talk about climate change? Do you know, mate, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but see if it was years ago, I'd be like, oh, the, lead- the leaders of the world are coming here, they're going to change and it's going to be good, it's going to be a positive thing. But I can't help but just look at every single situation, like them coming over on planes and their helicopters and they're big fucking four-wheel trucks and stuff, and I just look at it and I'm like, is this a waste of fucking time? Because if something does get passed, it will be the Glasgow uh, treaty or something, isn't it? It'll be the Glasgow bill. 
Uh, aye, because there's the, the Paris Agreement in there. Yeah. So it'll be like something to do with Glasgow. So uh-huh. it'll be the Glasgow Agreement. And I just right. don't see how... Because nobody from India or China are going to be there. And they're the biggest fucking nations in the world. Uh, biggest polluters. Biggest polluters. Uh, so I just don't see how something's going to happen. Like, do you? <laughs> I've made... I, I couldn't give two fucks, man. <laughs> to be honest, Aye. like I don't care. Like it, it's bu- businesses need to get themselves under control. No governments. Aye. Like the biggest carbon emitters on the planet are private businesses. So it all just kind of feels like a photo opportunity to me. Why? And it's one that's costing the city probably a lot of fucking money. I mean, God knows how much this is costing. Aye. And then they've got their ring of steel running the fucking hydro that you know businesses having to shut. Um, I think I heard that they were offering two hundred quid a day compensation to businesses. Some of the businesses doing there will be pulling in rating in thousands. No need to shut. But the hotels will at least be full, you know. It's mental, isn't it? I mean, it's a fucking joke. It's an absolute joke. Uh, Anything funny to say on the COP26? Nah, just... Do you think anything bad's going to happen? Nah. Yeah. Nah, I doubt it. Because, uh, what do you think? I don't want to say assassination attempts because what then... if you get planned? <laughs> <laughs> Who do we know? That's like you know how years ago, like a farmer punched, like I don't know, you think a politician's gonna get hit with an egg or something? Like maybe something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll get near it. I genuinely don't think you'll get near yeah. it. Have you been doing near the Clyde? Uh, no. No, it's like the fucking Berlin Walls down there, mate. Honestly, you'd never <laughs> get hit. It's just big steel fence and everywhere. It's, it's kind of grim. Ah, it's grim. They were it. planning on having some sort of banquet. The Queen, I think the Queen's Daily Banquet was being held at Kelvin Grove Art Gallery, but that'll be cancelled now because I've said she's not well, so... I was going, I did say, um, you know how all these... T- all the waste is getting pumped into rivers. I did tweet the other day that the Clyde would be the only river that would be good if you put shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> Improving the environment by fucking dumb toxic waste in it. Aye. Uh, aye, so that's that. I mean, there's nothing really funny to say about that apart from get to fuck. Get to fuck. Get a falafel to go. <laughs> Um, well, I was talking about the Ghostbusters there, and it's made me realise. Have you been watching this thing on Netflix? It's called um, Fuck Man. What's it called? The movies that made us. I mate, I've watched a few of them. Um, they're fucking class, mate. Amazing, aren't they? Aye, man. Amazing, mate. It's like uh internet movie database that you don't need to Google. What ones have you watched? <sighs> Fuck me, I'm struggling to remember. Of the recent ones, like the the ones that just get released, I've watched them all apart from Coming to America because I'm not really a fan of Coming to America. I, I think, I, see, honestly, like, is there a bit in Coming to America where somebody's got like a, a fake leg? I can't remember. I think I think I was like kind of traumatized by a scene mm-hmm. in that movie when I was a wee guy. See that way, like you just don't like a food and you don't know why. Yeah, and then you could your mom be like, oh. You fucking puked that up one time. You're like, all right, okay, it's like trauma. It's <laughs> <Aye, laughs> yeah. a trauma response. Uh, every time I go to try and watch that movie, I'm just like, no, I know Eddie Murphy's in it, Arsenio Hall and yeah. James Earl Jones and it's got some cast now. I, I like the original, but the new one was Pish, man. 
Absolutely shite. So I've watched Freddy, Halloween. What's the other one? Home Alone. I've seen the Home Alone one. I um, I've seen the Ghostbusters one. Bill so, Murray's supposed to be a bit of a dick, eh? I don't remember that. Aye, I've I've heard that a few times. So who's the you know Egon, the guy that played Egon? Uh, Harold Ramis. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when he was dying, Bill Murray never spoke to him since uh, Groundhog Day, and when he was dying, he finally went to speak to him. And right. I'm like, that's a few times I've heard that about Bill Murray. Right. Secret cunt. Aye. Mm-hmm. Makes me a wee bit sad. I mate, because he's a hero. Yes, he's an absolute legend. Also, the Home Alone one was funny as fuck. Have you seen uh, his brother? Was it Buzz? <laughs> wow, man. That's a tough fucking life he's had, man. <laughs> they go back and they revisit the characters like 30 years later. Every single one of them kind of looked the same and it went to Buzz and you're like, wow, you're a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> like an alcoholic lumberjack. Aye, Macaulay Culkin's had a tough paper round as well, mate. I'm not going to lie. Fuck's sake. Aye. At home alone, but their documentaries are amazing, mate. I've, like... Seeing that the amount of fucking shite that people need to go through to get a fucking movie made. Aye, it's crazy, isn't it's it? It's insane, mate. I mean, people actually get their full life on the line to make fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. I've not, I've not actually watched that one yet. Uh, or the Freddy Krueger one? No, no yet, but I will. Uh, it was the same with Ghostbusters. Like They were like, we're in such a rush, we just need to leave in shitty editing and stuff. But... I, I was reading an see the I've not watched Squid Game yet, but see the guy you know. who created Squid Game, he was so stressed that he's lost five teeth, like through the process of writing and filming that. He says five like five teeth fell out. <laughs> and it's made okay. Netflix God knows how much money, millions and millions of pounds, but he's no it's no made him a millionaire. It's no like it's no made him millions. No. Nah. Weird. Crazy. Why is his teeth so stressed? Has made his teeth fall? It must be. I, I just read that thinking, fucking hell, I've been stressed, but not to that point that my teeth have fell out. Uh-huh. But, aye. I mean, I get, I mean, obviously not to that level, but you, like, I have that process. Of, like, you have an idea, you go to a producer or somebody like that, and they just say, oh, why don't you just put that in it? And you, then you're like, but you're completely... I remember I went with an idea to a studio, I don't want to name them, and it was basically based in my life, a trolley boy that tries to become a stand-up comedian. And then they said, why don't you put this guy in it? Specifically, a comedian that I know, put him in it with you. And I was like, but it's about my life and it's about me trying to be a stand-up comedian. I know, but he's really funny, so it'll be the two of you being trolley boys. I says, I don't know how I can make that happen. And then I tried to write one page yet. I was like, this is fucking shit. Sucks the soul at your body. I just pure ruined it for aye, you, man. Aye. Sucks the soul at your body and then you just, you're like, fuck it, I won't do it. Aye. The business, say, it's fucking brutal, mate. It's like the music industry as well. You get these sort of like, fed these stories are like pure, like, I don't know, man. They're almost like mythical. Like these stories of people and then you get, behind it and you realise that it's all just a pile of shit and Aye. every cunt's just pure chasing their tail and everybody's Aye. just stressed out and the majority comes down to money rather than like sort of art or creativity. It's kind of sad, isn't it, man? 
It's sad as fuck, mate. <clears throat> Do you know yes. what's good though? Shit like this. Yeah. Self production, mate. Yeah. It's like the fucking punk rocker music. Do you know like you can fucking break the fucking wheel by doing something amazing that doesn't involve the BBC or ITV or Channel 4 or something, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when they don't want to work with you to begin with. It's like you go to them with a good idea and it's almost, you feel like, should I be here? Never mind, do you want to work with me? Mm-hmm. Then you're trying to constantly justify yourself and then you're just like, well, fuck it. What am I doing? I'll just mm-hmm. do it myself. What's it like on a set in Scotland? So when I film uh, Scott Squad, we're in a station. So it's a it's a community hall that's been changed into a police station. They make it look like a police station. Right. So say it's a six-week film shoot. Jordan Young would get three days. Gredo would get three days. You know. Manny would get three days, then it's my three days, and me and Karen are in this station for three days, and it's from six in the morning to seven pm at night, and that's all it is is just me and Karen. We get all our stuff done within that block for what the full season. Aye, right. Aye, so uh, it's on quite that, intense. It's intense, mate, especially since it's improved as well, and. Uh, you know, you've got our set where we film our scenes mm-hmm. and then there's a separate room which is the hall of the the building and in that hall is makeup, um, you've got the food truck just outside and you've got all the assistant directors, the sound, they're all in there and we're in here and it's like it's a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. but it's not like everybody's like, oh, I wonder what a film set is like. It's like, everybody's the same. We're all, like, rushed. We're all stressed. You don't really get a chance to to think. It's a two-take kind of thing. Right. And you just go into fight or flight You mode. ever had somebody rip you on a set? In what way? Like, go through you? Get angry at you? No. Oh, well, that's good. I've had, like... I've had like giggling fits when I've corpsed and the director's jumped through and he's got a technique of making you not corpse anymore, which is a bit weird, but it works. So what's he do? So it's not exactly getting you into trouble, but he's a good director and his name's Noddy. And uh, so say the line is, all right, officer Karen, how you doing? And I can't, I can't get that out because I'm laughing. So he just, fucking like you know the cowboy doors that swing open <laughs> he kind of grabs you and he's like ah see all right officer karen how you doing and he kind of grabs you and i'm like right. all right officer karen how you doing he's like ah, say it again say it again say it again say it again and it just takes that it just gets it out yeah right but we don't really giggle that much. Nobody's really fair it was. But I will say, I don't think I've got an ego. So if it's shite, I say, if this is shite, tell me it's shite because I don't want it to go out on the TV fair play. And for it to be rubbish. Aye, fair play. Just mate. don't be cruel to me. Uh-huh. Like, don't say, oh, this is terrible. Just say, why don't you do this? Or why don't you add this? Or... Try again. Or... Aye. Aye, mate. Aye, mate. So there's a way to go about it, but I've got no problem in somebody saying, like... That's push. Aye. Aye. I mean, being in bands and stuff, I've got a bit of experience with that type of pressure. 
having been a singer and you're in a vocal booth and you're looking at a room of 13 or 14 people that are looking back at you and critiquing every fucking <laughs> note that comes out your mouth. Aye. So I, I get that Aye. sort of like, and, and, and I'd be the same, but let's see if it's any good. Just tell me, I just want to know. I'll just, I'll Aye. try try harder or whatever. Um, but that's interesting, man, just to, to see the difference because people probably think it's quite glamorous. Yeah. Like being on the set of like a sitcom or like anything like that. But like, oh, that must be fucking amazing. And like, you get it all done in a day. It's like a pure powder keg. Like, Aye. Yeah. Mental. It's like you've not, sometimes you've not even get a chance to learn people's names. Like, and see some... You're a prima donna. You're no you're learning the cast <laughs> no, of crew's names. I, I remember one time I was, I was doing this film, I was doing this reconstruction thing, right? And I think the character's name was uh, just say Stevie, and the crew kept forgetting my name, and I just said, "Why don't you just call me Stevie? Right. Like, just call me the character's name. It, it would just make it better, and <laughs> it'd make it smoother, and we don't need to stutter all the time. Just call me Stevie. Pure I'm method right. actor. Aye, like pure Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> on the set of the fucking. <laughs> Call me Mr. President. Like, call me Stevie. Dardo, Dardo Lewis. <laughs> you ever met anybody like that? It's like a pure method actor. Like pure in character at all times. No, but... Imagine fucking Shellsuit Bob. Kind of is. Kind of is always in character. As Stephen Burton. It's kind of like an extension of him, isn't it? Like, you're sort of wee Glasgow Ned. He was a little bit when he was growing up, was a wee Glasgow Ned. So. Aye. And people say that with me with Bobby as well. Like, trolley boy. <laughs> I made him a trolley boy, though. That was my that was my input. Right. I called him Bobby. I said his surname was Muir. But it was a bit of a, like, a, that was a rush job as well. It was just like, oh, what do you want to give him? What's his job? And I worked in Asda at the time as a trolley boy, and I just said trolley boy, just like made it up on the spot. Right. So when you went, they were like, "Would you want to call your character?" And like, what would we do with him? So when so I that? had an addition, they give you two options: you play a dafty or a police officer. And I played a dafty. And my first addition, they said that I was so cartoonish and so mental that I would be too crazy to put on the show because it was too uh, slapsticky. Right. And then Joe said to them, like, I'm no bragging because every other edition I've done since then has been shite. <laughs> but that that one edition, I s fucking smashed it. And they were like, he was that good, we need to put him in the show. And then Joe said, why don't we make him a nuisance? Like he would come into a police station and he would be a pest right and then together i went in and they were just like we're gonna make you this local guy that's a pest but he's friendly like a friendly kind of childlike person uh-huh i've met a few people like that mate aye the hearts are in the right place uh -huh. i used to have a guy who used to come into virgin megastore and they'd ask belgers oh really and he was a bit like that aye and people thought he was a bit of a pest so i felt kind of bad for him but he would come aye. in and just talk to you I there's nothing. I mimic. I actually kind of when I was a trolley boy, um, you get that as well. You get a lot of customers that just come up. And I remember there was this guy that used to, when you when you're a trolley boy, you go in in a circle. You just go to each bay, like a wee 
you just do it. This guy used to walk me around sometimes as I pushed the trolleys. He just mm-hmm. used to talk to me about football. I could tell he was a bit lonely and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like put all these people that I've met into my life into in Bobby. But I definitely cool, never ever punched in, ever. The joke's always on me. Never slag other people. I do that mm-hmm. with my stand-up as well. Mm-hmm. Like I can say some vile, vile dark shit, but I'm the joke mm-hmm. and I think that makes it acceptable mm-hmm. i would never want to slag people like bobby plus i, I don't want to be cheesy i love bobby like I, I don't think i try to not make him a bad person plus it's a fucking comedy show as well like we don't want to look into it too much it's just a mad guy that runs into the station but mm-hmm. people they look into it like has he got problems has he got issues mm-hmm. i'm like don't look into it that much He's just dafty. Uh, he, he is what he is, man. That that may be why people have took to the character. Aye. So well is because they kind of recognise it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Could we cross between Leo the Raven and <laughs> something else? Me. It's kind of a bit Glasgow, but me, my no, dad. That's cool, mate. That's cool to hear that you had pure creative input in a character that's like I said, people pure relate to or recognize Aye. you know what i mean man so the the reason why i came up with bobby was mm. there's a comedian i've said this before in interviews and stuff there's a comedian called gus limburn and he's based in edinburgh right and he used to call me bobby dazzler and he's called me it for years right and i've all see the way he tells it but the way he calls me it, i've always found it funny as fuck it's dead like Anytime I see him, it's dead loud and he shouts it. And he's even shouted it when I've been on stage before. And it always makes me like corpse. Right. So I thought Bobby would be good because of Gus calling me that. Mm-hmm. And then Muir was after a comedian called Jim Muir, who played a character called the Reverend Obadiah Steppenwolf the third. Right. You ever heard of him? No. So... He used to write for Frankie Boyle. I think he's worked with Kevin Bridges, Jimmy Carr and stuff. Right. So he was in a show. The first time I ever seen Jim Muir was on a show called The Live Floor Show years ago, right? And it was on BBC Scotland. And he plays this character that is a reverend. And he's got a big massive beard and a white cloak. And when I was a wee guy watching this, I thought, is that a fucking American preacher? like then stand-up comedy never knew that the guy was scottish had no idea that it was a character act and then years later i went to the stand comedy club in glasgow and i seen him uh do stand-up that night and i was i think i was 18 and i was in the crowd i was sinking pints and i was just like there's he's no american man i was like he he's amazing at that but there was things in, in his movement and his speech. I'm like, that's not American. But it was like 99% perfect. And then I seen a guy come out from behind the curtain and I thought, fuck, that's, that's him. him. And then I went up steaming and I had a chat with him. So, and then we became pals and we've worked together and gigged together and stuff. And then I thought uh, the Muir will be a wee tip of the hat to... To Jim Muir. To an influence, mate. That's class. Aye. That's good. It's good to hear that you had, like I said, man, it's good to hear that you had a bit of creative input in, into something. Aye. No really any jokes in there, but it's a good wee story for you to listen to, isn't it? Do you know it, what I mean? Mate. That's it. 
he died anyway, so no, I was oh. kidding on, man. So sorry. He's oh, alive and he's healthy. Oh, for fuck's sake. We need to tag him in that. <laughs> he's alive and he's healthy and he's happy. Will Smith is a cuck. Have you been seeing this? No, mate. Well, it's my opinion that Will Smith is a cuck, but see if you look at the news recently, he is a full-blown cuck. So it's been happening. His wife, Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Jaden Pick- Pickett. Jaden Pinkett Smith. Yes. Right. So a couple of years ago, she slept with someone and it was like accepted. Oh, they've got an open relationship, do they know? Aye. Right. But they went and did an interview together and it was like live on TV. And you can see Will Smith's soul leave his body as she's saying she's having sex with people. So she came out the other day and she was saying, after 25 years of marriage, she's bored their sex life and everybody's like why is will putting up with us but i don't know man i think he's a cuck jinky's holding her jacket and she's getting fucking rattled in the bedroom oh she's getting slammed man big willy style <laughs> surely he's no get any shortage mate what the fuck he'll mean? be getting it i it's will smith for fuck's uh, sake he'll be getting it big time but He's a he's a cuck. He, he must be. Imagine what's, nothing wrong with having a kink or a fetish. What's but, the definition of a cuck? Is that a guy that enjoys his wife getting shagged off other men? I think so. Right. Uh huh. Met a couple of them in my time, but um, <laughs> <laughs> nice stories. Um, but so you reckon that he enjoys it? I don't know if he enjoys it because anytime, I mean, if you watch that live interview, he, he looks actually devastated, man. Right. But, so she's in an open relationship, but he's knows it like maybe one of these. Aye. I thought Will Smith was I had heard that there was shades of Will Smith being a bit R. Kelly and having like a pure harem, a woman following him about. Oh really? Uh-huh. And I thought that she was Jaden Pinkett Smith was potentially gay or something like that, but I d I don't know, man. I don't know. I saw these mad rumours. I read that he was supposed to be a Scientologist and all that. Right. Mm. I don't know, but kind of um, lost it a wee bit I think when you get to that level of fame I think shit gets weird yeah you know what I mean I think just stuff gets weird and more power to her man like if she's bored their sex life 25 mm-hmm. year I mean I think there needs to be more honesty when it comes to these types of things like mm-hmm. how many people have managed to get through like a 30 year marriage and no shag somebody else I don't know what I think if we were probably being honest, it might be quite small percentages of people. Saying it to the Hollywood press, though, I mean, you'd be like, here, Will, in the kitchen, is it all right if I shag somebody else, mate? Like, no actually releasing it as a fucking press statement. Aye. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, mate, fucking go for it. I hope he's getting his end away and she's getting her end away, man. Fuck it, man. The fresh pints are bare end. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm so sorry. It would be ironic if Will Smith had a wee cock, but wouldn't it? After all these years of getting called Big Willy. Aye. And Big Willy style and stuff. Do you know, he was one, that was one of the first albums I bought was, I think it was called Will 2K when I was like 14 or something. I remember thinking, fucking that's amazing, man. (laughs) Jazzy Jeff is brilliant. (laughs) Will 2K. Oh my God. What was on it? Getting jiggy with it? Aye. Right. Um, or Will 2K, I still think that's an amazing song. It's here when I like it. Doom, doom, doom. Mate, no idea. Oh, mate. Guys, you need to watch that and watch it or listen to it. Jazzy Jeff is in it, I know. And Calton, 
He's in it. He makes a wee cameo. He's dancing. You know the mad fucking aye the, the Kelton Shuffle. Aye. How do you hear that on an album? Is it just like <laughs> <laughs> he's so leaving his body because he's getting made to dance. Just suit rubbing the gathers as he's doing this dance. Do you ever remember watching the Graham Norton show years ago when Will Smith went on it uh, with him man. and they made Mate, him do the dance? What a moment! Like uh, him and his him and his wee boy and then I mean, cunts were going mental for that man but they were going mental right but I'm like poor poor Carlton man like Will Smith is just like they the, the dance imagine if that was the thing uh, <laughs> Carlton was pumping his just, wife I mate secretly behind his back poor I you'll steal my dance <laughs> I'm shagging your bird mad Carlton do you know what was weird about him I built a fucking tank I can always remember being a wee guy and thinking like He's jacked, man. Like Aye. he would punch fuck out of Will Smith. Like why is he taking this fucking? It's because he's a grief. dancer, mate. They dancers are fucking brick shit. Is that what he was before he was in the Fresh Prince? Was he a dancer? Like, right, mate. I've done panto with like professional dancers, and the cunts have got like twelve packs because that's all they do. They just dance, man. <laughs> 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 they just fucking dance, man. And they've all got eating disorders because they're all scared of losing work. Aye, sadly. Aye, mate. My missus is a dancer, man. The industry's a fucking shit, fucking bonfire as well. I tweeted it last night. I don't know if you agree with this. I love Keanu Reeves, right? I love him. An amazing actor. And he actually seems like an amazing person. Mm -hmm. A decent human being for Aye. once. But see the way people celebrate that? Do you know think that's fucking mental? Because it will show you on videos like he was in a subway in New York and he gave his seat to an old woman. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh my God, Keanu, how pure a soul is he? You're like, the guy's just being a normal cunt. Like, Aye, we're celebrating just manners now. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you not supposed to give your seat to an old woman? Mate, see if I didn't do that when I was a wee boy, I'd have got fucking slapped. Aye. So the other day he was on the they were finishing filming a John Wick four, which he, very much looking forward to man. The John Wick movies are fucking it. crazy good. Man. Also looking forward to the new Matrix. And uh, Keanu, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, right, mate. But he was helping the sound crew up the stairs. Where he was holding a like a boom mic and he was walking upstairs, right. and it was like half a million retweets saying the guy's so pure and mm -hmm. you're like the guy's just being a normal guy i think he's in he's i he's like the best of the bad lot and he and aye. that sort of respect if people are just i like you hear these stories about like christian bale mm. cutting about screaming at folk and aye, fair enough keanu's like fucking helping cunts load and unload the gear like i suppose but i get your i get your point it, it is kind of like the basis the sort of like basic human decency now and like a hollywood star is like so shocking that yeah. we're like oh look at this look yeah. at this pure soul that doesn't mean that i don't love him because i do love him but and he might well be i think he is a decent guy like aye. he has like he's had a lot of shit happen to him i'm pretty sure yes aye. Uh -huh. i think his wife passed away and then obviously his mate like uh Jacqueline River Phoenix. Were they pals? They were mates. Oh man. So uh, no no Joaquin. Um River. Aye, did River. you say River? Yeah. I think you did. Aye, that's a shame then, man, because then he would have been in, into that pure heroin 
scene in the early 90s. Aye. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody telling me a pure bullshit story, right? There's plenty of them kicking about. But somebody told me that uh, him and the boy for Bill and Ted get found at like, the side of the road. Not like a fucking puppy that's been <laughs> disbanded after Christmas, but like they were just, that's, they were like Bill and Ted. Right. And like the guy that was the casting whatever or the director seen them and was like that's them and <laughs> I, somebody told me that at uni and i was just for back in the day before the google so you just thought everything was just a fact aye and then said it to somebody and they're like i don't think that's true googled it and look pure it wasn't uh, true pure bullshit man aye because he would have been in films before but and ted pay for them more aye <laughs> so they're saying, <laughs> so your pal said that they were just bugging He's not my fucking pal. Ah, right. <laughs> Cutting through the tin. And he's like, yeah, I found Bug and Ted. Aye. Oh my God. And it's like, no, that's pure bullshit, man. I've said this before, but see, years ago, I, f- I, I used to buy wrestling stuff for the barras. The wrestling shop? Aye. Aye, mate. Like, so there was the American a- import, imported figures and all that. Amazing, right? And I got this book once and it had a wee. Uh, snippet on Roddy Piper and it said place of birth Springburn Glasgow in this WWE book really and it always stuck with me for years right and I'm sorry to name drop right but seeing years later I was out with a couple of people and Bridges was there and Kevin Bridges and we were all sharing funny stories and I told Bridges that and he said that can't be fucking true no way that's true. He tweeted Roddy Piper, right? Right. <laughs> and he's like, ah, is it true what they say, Roddy, that you come for Springburn? And he actually answered and he said, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I don't come for Springburn. Right. So, like, the guy's Canadian, I'm sure, Aye. right? And I, I always remember having, like, my heart broken as a wee boy. Because I was going to say, I found out that he wasn't Scottish. Aye. But why did they pick Springburn? I honestly don't you know. You know what I mean? Why not just Glasgow? Aye. Just like, I know. Came from Glasgow or Edinburgh, like Mental. they would normally do. Do you know what I find hilarious, mate? Have you ever watched Big Paul Craig in the UFC? Yes. Listening to that guy, Bruce Buffer, announce that he's for Coat Bridge. What's it like? <laughs> Coat Bridge! Um, Paul Craig's fucking smashing it in the UFC, aye, by mate, the way. Fuck's sake. Guy's a legend. Man. A good friend of mine. He's also my best mate. I mean, Kevin Bridges and aye. Keanu Reeves. I could smash him and all. Can on. <laughs> do, you, do you think I could smash him? Uh, no, mate. I don't think so. How no? I'm, big, I'm bigger than him. But, uh, uh, he's a professional mixed martial artist, mate. I'm not even going to try and do it, mate. I'm, it's There's no YouTube footage yet. I'm not even going to try and do it. But... Cold Bridge! Uh-huh. There's another thing about his announcement when they announced him as well is that when they first started, he didn't think he would get very far, so when they asked him what style, now they'll, they'll say like a grappler, a, a Muay Thai fighter, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu fighter or whatever, they, they sort of announced the staple. So obviously it's mixed martial arts, but they've all got their specific. Um, when he first went in, he thought it would be a laugh to say that he was a kung fu fighter. <laughs> and it's, it's never went away. So like every fight now he's going to own pay-per-views to like millions of people on the planet. And they're announcing that Paul Craig's a kung fu fighter for Cold Bridge. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, he's I, class, he's had quite a lot of fights now, hasn't he? He's like six or seven fights. I think he's had more than that. He's on a four-one 
streak. Aye. So I think he's got one coming up soon, and I think if he wins it, mate, he'll be on for a title. He'll be in like top five. That'd be amazing, man. And I'm pretty sure it's been like a sports psychologist that's been the the turning point for the big guy. So amazing. Um, I mate, I fucking hope. I, I would love it if a UFC champion was for Scotland. Aye. Such a small nation. Do you know what I mean? England have had one. That guy Bisping. Aye, Michael Bisping. Uh-huh. Um, so they can fucking they can fuck off. It'd be amazing if Paul Craig done it. You've got Paul Craig for the UFC. Hopefully, he wins up big Drew McIntyre for the WWE. Also, my best mate. Is he? Nah. What about Big Brack doing in the fucking Radisson Red at the Hydro? <laughs> <like that>? Barry, <laughs> happening it's back. Bo- it's Bobby. <laughs> You know some of the fucking idiots would be like that. Oh, guys, we're going to do a COP26 um, Hug Me Knee special for the BBC. Why don't we try and get Putin and Barack involved? We could give them like 80 quid each. You can edit that out. I don't want to slag my fucking pay, my paymasters. We're going to keep it short and sweet, like I say. Um, I kind of get my head around these podcasts that are like two, three hour lot long podcasts fuck that these have got lives ain't we we've got bills to pay man <laughs> can't be doing a free hour podcast an hour max and that's it um but look guys i appreciate your help and your support so far the numbers are getting bigger i'm grateful for your feedback as always i thank you very much for donating the coffee if you can donate again it goes towards renting a studio, buying my Lucasaid, uh, all that type of stuff. So uh, please like it, please share, because if you don't share it, then what's the fucking point in getting it? I should get better at punting this, shouldn't I? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Take care. Uh. Dab, dab part two. Ah, brutal, mate. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>